because I don't have a mic <laughs> microphone. All right, I think we are live. Let me make sure that it is going on my personal. I am so excited to be back. It's been a little while. I've been pretty well on the road. So I'm excited to finally be back. There we go. Now it should be made public and people can like and share, like and share. And I'm on tonight. Uh, tonight is Friday, October the 7th. And I'm on with my brother here, Anthony Aguero with Border Network News. And also now correspondent. You're blowing up big time with Real America's Voice News. And we're just going to go ahead and get started. Let me do this intro real quick. And uh, we'll get right to it. All right. My son encouraged me to make it a lot shorter. So I, I have like, he's, you know, the 18 year old, he thinks he like knows it all. And he's like, mom, 10 seconds or less. 10 seconds. Like, hey. All right. I'm <laughs> outro. It's a little longer. Uh, but guys, please like and share, like and share right now. We are currently live. Uh, it feels like forever on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, YouTube, Patriot TV Live. We are excited to be here tonight. Today is, uh, for, like I said, Friday, October the 7th. I'm here with the great Anthony Aguero. And uh, we you are listening to Secure the Border podcast, live version, whatever you want to call it. Right after the live version, we will upload it onto our website, securetheborder.us. And then we will also upload the podcast version, uh, the audio version on all the podcast platforms uh, Spotify, TuneIn, Audible, uh, Google Play, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I think also all, all of them, Spotify, iHeart, all those good ones. So anyways, we are just going to jump right on in. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. You are like blowing up big time, brother. And I'm so thankful. And, and it's just so amazing to finally see your voice being amplified even more. You have been on the border for quite some time. You've been covering the border for how many years now? Five full years now. It's nuts. <laughs> I, I mean, gosh, it, it hasn't even officially been two years and I'm just like utterly drained. And we were just down there uh, with the team down there in Roma and La Jolla not too long ago. And you just got back from Yuma, right? From Arizona again? Yes, I uh, spent a few days out there in Yuma again, and, and it's no end in sight. Um, what got me down, what got me back down here uh, was I heard a lot of stuff was happening. A lot of people began sending me messages and uh, emails, and so I had to come down here and see for myself. And, uh, man, the situation is it's no end in sight, Sheena, absolutely. Uh, you let me know where you want to take this, and then we'll dive right into whatever you want to get into. Because it's just so many topics. But yeah, we 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 um, there is unfortunately no lack of topics to be able to discuss. And I just want to like I know you know I I want to lay out really quickly. I've been apparently ruffling some feathers. Uh, you know Todd, the great Todd Benzman, who I greatly respect. You know, there, there's there's a handful of people that I greatly respect that have been in this fight. You know, Homeland Security, Victor, of course, you know, is one of them. You know, Jason Jones is another uh, and Todd Benzman is another. He's like one of the most humble people I know. 
<laughs> that, that, of, of that caliber, right? Um, and and for him to kind of start to address, you know, there was a situation, and I just want to clear the water with this. So and and, and let me piggyback right off of what you're saying so that your audience kind of sees who we're talking about. Uh, Michael Young and, and, and Mr. Benson, uh, my hats off to those those individuals. Uh, I've not had the, the pleasure of meeting them face to face, but their work speaks for themselves. Those those are those are two great men for our country. Absolutely. They are. And, you know, they've been covering the border from the journalistic standpoint for years now. And then prior to that, you know, was part of Homeland Security, DPS, um, you know, and then prior to that, you know, uh, also worked as a journalist uh, in the DFW area and all kind of all over. And so he's been covering Homeland Security and the border issues and the terrorism threat for quite some time. I've had him on the program. I was just up there in D.C. Uh, you know, that was one of the main one of the reasons why it's been so long since I've done a, a podcast was because I've been on the road. I mean, it's been like mm -hmm. nonstop the last few weeks. Right. And, um, you know, but for him to come out, there was the situation over there in El in Hudspeth County where uh, two brothers went out and, and of course they are innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Like let's make that ridiculous, ridiculously right. clear. I mean, that, that's what makes, that's one of the things that makes this country supposed to, uh, a lot of the times our judicial system is failing us and has failed mm -hmm. us. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, evidence of that, but anyways, innocent until proven guilty, guilty, but man, that affidavit looks really bad. They went out there, uh, they were on a hunting they, they hunting trip um, and then ended up shooting into the brush, uh, shooting and killing one illegal alien and uh, a, a female. And it looks like, according to the affidavit, that they were drinking water. Uh, they, they, they weren't posing. It doesn't look like they were posing any harm necessarily. They were trying to stay hidden. And according to the witness reports, they were saying that they were being yelled at in Spanish, like saying uh, with some explicits, saying to come on out. When they didn't come out, they shot, this is according to the records, shot at them, killing one, uh, injuring another. And 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 the, the kicker of it is, too, is that these were wardens. One of them was a warden for an ICE detention facility. Wow. Um, and and the other one, I, I think he was like an officer. So it's it's we're at a place where tensions are really high and i've been you know at the forefront with so many others um trying to get different counties on board in declaring an active invasion because i believe that that's exactly what this is um you know i've been fighting for almost 20 months now at this point um you know on the banks of the river a lot of times out there with you uh you know trying to expose Try, like really literally putting it all out there on the line. Um, and, and, but I am never going to advocate for unnecessary violence hmm. ever. <clears throat> we are, we value life, the right we value life. And yes, this is emotional. And yes, we are actually being invaded. That's my stance. That's what I believe. I've made that argument. But that does not mean that we strap on guns and go run down there to the border like what happened with Todd, you know, when these two gentlemen 
uh, at one of the places that he spoke with, they didn't like his response. I get it. I don't always agree with Todd. Todd knows that. <laughs> you know, we can have a respectful conversation. We know we're fighting on the same side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, there are times where I don't always agree. I don't agree with a lot of people a lot of the times. That doesn't make them my enemy, you right. know. Um, and, and, and so he's making the case and he's talking. And then these two people stand up and they say literally in a public area to a former Homeland Security DPS agent, right? And say, I'm gonna, I've got some rifles. I'm gonna take them down there to the border and I'm gonna start shooting some illegals. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm not sorry. I do not agree with that mentality. With what happened with the situation with these brothers over there in Hudspeth County, if it turns out that that's exactly what happened and that it was not an accident, you know, that, that, they're, they're going to make an example. Veronica Escobar is going nuts over this. Mm-hmm. The left-wing media is going They're not going to talk about the illegal alien who tried to take the gun away from our National Guard men over there in Eagle Pass. They're not going to talk about the border patrol, the one who rushed Border Patrol in El Paso, you know, that he had to shoot. They're not going to talk about that. No, they're going to take this incident. They're going to blow it up. They're going to try to take, push for more uh you know, uh, pushing to take gun legislation, people. gun I mean, legislation. Everything. I mean, it, it really on whose side are these individuals on? Are these people actual plants on our side? Are they serious about what they are saying? Or are they imposters trying to pretend like they are on our side to get those sound clips or sound bites? out to the leftist media i agree with you these individuals that are making these claims as ugly as it might sound i'm going to be blatantly honest with you now they have to be investigated and they should be fully investigated thoroughly because what is going to happen if they don't investigate these guys and god forbid they they move up or or live up to what they are saying we don't want another tragedy in our hands. So these individuals are putting themselves out there. I get we, we, what we are going through as a country, but we also have to maintain ourselves with level heads. And, and violence is not the answer. Violence is what the left wants the people on the right to react with. And these people are being retroactive to that. And that is not looking good for anybody on our side. I denounce any kind of violence. I don't condone any kind of violence to migrants or anybody whatsoever. Um, My job out there is to be reporting and bring the facts, but these individuals that are thinking that they can just strap on a gun and walk down to the border, they've got another thing coming because DHS is not going to allow that to happen whatsoever. And rightfully so, these people, you're not a game warden, you're not God, you're not a court, you're not part of the judiciary system, you're not a border patrol, you do not take matters into your own hands. Uh, it is what it is, and 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 I, I don't condone any of that. And and you did right, and, and it's, it's right to stand up for, for life. Uh, we are... Christian at the end of the day we are a Christian Judeo nation and I you know we can't be just pro-life advocating for babies and be willing to go and and send militia guys down to the border to try to terrorize migrants it's not within your responsibility or line of duty to do that we have a government in place that unfortunately has gone or veered off the rail because we have allowed it 
to get this far. If you're going to be upset with somebody, be upset at your politicians and even more so with yourself. What did you do the whole time that has got this to this point? Were you actively already involved in everything? Or this is just something that you just picked up on and you're just trying to jump on the bandwagon? Because if that's the case, sit this one down. Sit this one down. If you're one of these new people that all of a sudden has been at the border for less than a year and you're going to be trying to come blazing guns and acting like you're hard, like, sit down. You're looking like a clown and you're not helping the movement. You're giving the sound bites to the left, something that many of us that have been down at the border for several years have been trying to clear and just trying to bring information. And when you have individuals showing up at the border like that, it does not help the cause any at all it, it, it contradicts it and we are better than that look it, this is emotional this is heart-wrenching and th there is a clear distinction between self-defense look you break into my home you threaten my family i am not going to ask you your legal status before i do what i need to do to defend my children okay i don't care who you are that is not what we are talking about, though. We have ranchers whose homes are constantly, that literally, they're, they're being ravaged, they're being broken into. You need to arm yourself so that you do have a chance because there are a lot of really bad people crossing over that border. Let me make that clear. But that is far different. Self-defense, defending your home, defending your family is far different than saying, I'm going to go down there to the border and I'm just going to start shooting. Okay. That is a, con and you cannot even say that. There's intent. That's malicious yeah. intent. That That is like premeditated almost. Yes. Yes. You're, now, you're literally you crucifying out, yourself and you're putting yourself out there. Clowns like that are why the left is so harsh on wanting these red flag laws mm -hmm. because of clowns those are clown bites those aren't those are not sound bites those are clown bites i i like that that's that's funny that's but that's funny. <laughs> but you know and i say this too because we we just we have you've seen so much um you know over the last few years heck and i am no border expert i do not pretend to be a border expert. I have gone down there and I've relied on people like you, like Oscar, like Ben, who have covered it. I rely on experts like Todd, like Victor, like border patrol agents. And that's the other thing that when this article came out and, and Todd reached out to me and I was like, yeah, actually one of the main things I'm concerned about is, is, is the sentiment that I've seen, that I've literally seen, and I've disassociated myself with people because they began calling Border Patrol agents traitors. They began calling National Guardsmen traitors. I understand the time that we are in as a country, but let me tell you something. A lot of these Border Patrol agents are my friends. These are good men and women. These are people that put on that uniform every single flipping day they put their lives on the line. They put their family's lives on the line. And you're going to call them traitors? And what are you doing? What are you? How dare you? What are you doing? You want them to literally stop doing their job because you don't like what is happening. How is that their fault? 
They are trying to do their job. They are human beings. So many Border Patrol and National Guardsmen are committing suicide. And mm -hmm. you're going to sit there and call them traitor from the comfort of your own flipping home. Shame on you. Shame on you. How dare you? And you know what? Those who sit there and they want to jump right in and they want to say, we're just going to strap on guns and go down there to the border and we're going to be vigilantes. Let me tell you something. That's a cop out. Just like Anthony said, where have you been? Look, I'm just now dabbling in politics. I hate every single minute of it. I hate this game, but I'm doing it so that I can try to make a difference. Prior to that, what was I doing? I was volunteering as a volunteer counselor, trying to save innocent babies inside the womb. This, I, I got involved in the, pro, in the border issues because this is an extension of the pro-life movement. What have you done? And there are people who have been in this politics realm who have been screaming the alarm for years and nobody's paid attention. I was one of them. I should have gotten involved years ago. Even everything that I was doing, not getting involved in politics, shame on me. But damn it to hell, I'm trying now. And it's not easy. You go out there to Austin, you sit there for hours and hours and hours and hours, and you're the only one that's going up in a room full of the opposition. I've sat there by myself on my own dime away from my family. Don't tell me that I'm not trying. What the hell have you done? And it's real easy to sit there and say, I'm going to slap on a gun and I'm going to go down there to the border. You're not helping. That's the most ignorant uh, uh, comment that anybody can, can, can say. That is uh, an absolute sign of nothing but emotion and no common sense. Uh, zero rationale behind that individual. Uh, total out outburst. I don't even know who it is, but that is just... Uh, very irrational, very immature, and uh, very. Uh, <laughs> there, there's there's no need for that. There's no need for 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 uh, emotional scenes like that. Especially, it is especially it, it is emotional. But if you can't handle the heat, stay the hell out the kitchen. No. You, you it is what it right. is. You've got have to just be level-minded and you take to. the good, you take the bad with the good. And if you can't handle it, this isn't the issue for you. Maybe do something else with your time, but you are hurting and damaging what is happening down here. Mm -hmm. And and that kind of rhetoric is what drives other people away from the party Mm -hmm. That kind of rhetoric drives Latinos away from the Republican Party when they hear animosity from white men, predominantly sometimes like that. I'm just, it's just blatantly yeah. honest with you. It's true. I, I, I want to know what, what, what... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, and it, it's, it's true, though. And the reason why is because... We're going to start getting into, I really want to touch on the global impact of migration. I really want to touch on the updates from El Paso uh, and maybe hopefully touch a little bit on some of the stories that we encountered down there, like the story of Jocelyn, all of those who want to sit there and say, I'm going to go down there and shoot, you know, down there at the border. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to sit there and shoot at her? Man, so forget it. But we're, 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 we're going to touch on all that and, and something that I also do want to touch on is what is next for our country? 
-hmm. with all of these people that are coming in, when and if we get back the White House, when and if we get back the House, mm -hmm. when we decide that these people have to go, do you not think there's going to be a civil war? Do you not think that Antifa, BLM is not going to be trying to, oh, come on, guys, come with us. We want to protect you. They're trying to kick you out. They're trying to get you out of this country. They want to move you and your family back to, you got to fight. Mm -hmm. Do you not think that they're not going to drive this narrative? Right. Do you not think that all of these migrants that are down here that know that they don't stand the chance of staying down here because their cases are off? Most of them are invalid. Yes. Most of them are, are invalid. Listen, I was down here at this migrant center. Mm -hmm. And even though most of the people that are coming in through El Paso are uh, from Venezuela, the majority of them have been living outside of Venezuela for years. So, Todd, I want years you to you, you were, you were on, uh, was it Ben? <laughs> ben earlier today kind of talking yes. about that. Go mm -hmm. ahead and let's, let's start off then with El Paso. And, and then I want to set the stage to hopefully kind of walk into the global because this ties into it. It shows El Paso is not usually a sector that sees these kind of numbers. I've written a few different pieces. I had two. The great uh, Kathy Countess, you know, has been also sending in information, put out a few new articles on Texas Scorecard about it. Go ahead because you you did something. You you were able to like you want to talk about infiltrate, man. You did it. You did it. And so go <laughs> ahead and talk about what's going on in El Paso and the adventures that you've had over the last few days. So uh, I, I came back uh, because some of my contacts down here were letting me know that there was a situation that was really getting out of hand. Uh, and so I had been kind of keeping an eye on it. And uh, to kind of start off, El Paso is spending close to $300,000 a day, a day in housing, busing, and shipping the housing, feeding, and shipping these migrants in and out uh, of El Paso. Uh, not only that, all of the migrants that are coming through here, we're, we're averaging over 2,200 bodies on a daily basis. That does not include the gotaways of this sector. Uh, they're wise enough not to want to include those numbers out. Uh, because those are number those are would be astronomical astronomical numbers absolutely, and so at, at twenty two hundred people a night, uh, this particular COVID nineteen facility that I went in undercover to um, was actually open to all of these migrants, and not one single migrant spends a night there. So if you're getting twenty two hundred bodies a day, twenty two hundred bodies are being processed through there. So it breaks down as the follows. About 800 to 1,000 of them end up being bussed out of El Paso. The other 1,000 of them end up being flown out of El Paso to remote areas like Del Rio and Eagle Pass to help with the processing. Uh, <clears throat> so, and then there's an average of about 200 to 250 on a nightly basis of Mexican nationals for the most part that try to infiltrate themselves with the Venezuelan crowds. And, but those individuals are, are deported. So on an average night, about 200 to 250 of them 
are getting deported. But that is a minuscule number compared to the people that are being shipped across the country. Currently, they are only offering these migrants a free ride to Chicago and New York because of the NGO infrastructure and building accommodations that they have over there. And I'm going uh, to show, I'm show the, the, this is from the article, um, but th this shows, this is from Kathy Countess, the great Kathy Countess out there. This is outside that facility. And as you're talking about that, there it is. One of the pictures right there that you can see, it's kind of small, that says New York. And then this, this side said Chicago. So I just want to point that out to that. Yeah. So, so when, when, when you walk in there, uh, there is uh, sites for these individuals to be able to sit down with kind of like a camp counselor type setting. Uh, there is like a mirror glass in between the individual and the in, and between the migrant and the individual who is basically typing for them on the computer. Now, like I said, they are only offering them free rights to New York and Chicago right now, uh, but they are now they kind of have like a waiting list because not, now they are receiving migrants from Venezuela that want to go to Miami. So they are putting these migrants up in hotel rooms until they can fill a full bus that they can send out to Miami. So within the next few days, they're going to start shipping these migrants into uh, Miami, Florida, in which the mayor of Miami-Dade, although she claims to be a, a sanctuary city, she does not want any migrants in her town. And so it's going to be interesting the next couple of days that El Paso is going to be shipping these migrants, whether she likes it or not, into Miami-Dade. Um, but that, that, that is a situation another, another down AOC, here. Another AOC, another New York mayor, another just 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 like Beetlejuice too. What the heck is her Lightfoot? Right, know, and and so it's 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 crazy. They, they go crazy over fifty migrants, but yet these border towns are having to uh, see these massive massive surges. Uh, may I add to the fact that out of these seventy percent of the migrants that are coming in, out of all the migrants that are coming in every night. 70% are from Venezuela, of which those set of 70% of those 70% are military aged males. And we have we I was also told by the faculty staff in there that they are getting set to possibly double these numbers in the coming weeks because of the cold factor in Del Rio and Eagle Pack with the river. The cold temperatures out there and the having to get wet through the river is going to shift people to come through the El Paso sector because it is a very, very easy to cross area. There's less than, than very little water, maybe a couple of inches. And there is a welcoming committee. All they are missing is a welcome home sign for the people that are coming across the border. And and you um you said double, which right now, according to the fire department chief, the, the chief, right over there. Yes. Um, he's saying that as of what was it, the 23rd or so? The 23rd. The 23rd, they began receiving 2,200 bodies a, a, a day out here in El Paso. So you're looking at over 4,000 that they're anticipating a day. Yes. And like this is in El Paso. And, and, El Paso, Texas is already uh, set to spend over $10 million this month alone uh, on all of these people that are here. Uh, and you know, the most unfortunate thing to me is that I, 
actually done work with the veterans for nonprofit here locally and trying to assist them in and in, in using my platform and having to gather donations, especially in the time of like Christmas and, and Thanksgiving out here. It's going to be, I'm going to do the same again this year. I do it again. I do, I do it also for the child crisis center of El Paso. And unfortunately, both of these centers, they do not receive any kind of assistance. These, these, these centers, if you go into the veterans for nonprofit of El Paso, they literally consider half a bag of walnuts and beans assistance for our veterans as 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 assistance for our veterans once a month and then you go to the child crisis center they might have an extra gallon of milk for the night for the kids they are literally living on a day-by-day -day basis at, at whenever it comes to the veterans for nonprofit of el paso and i will continue to tout their name because i am a huge advocate of their work i am very proud of the way that they handle themselves and the transparency of that organization here in El Paso and that their, their determination in helping veterans in need and the Child Crisis Center of El Paso. Uh, both of those centers deserve the world and unfortunately, they are dead last in line out here, man. I've, I've, I mean, and this, this is what we've also seen up and down the border um, I mean, heck, even with the baby formula shortage, where the illegals, they were stopped full. <laughs> not only that, not only that, <clears throat> not only were they stocked full, but the, uh, and this is according to Border Patrol rank that is out there on the floor with me, off the record when they're telling me that they actually order specific based on their region preferences and they have it stocked up 110%, never needing nothing. They've had to throw some away, okay? They've had so much, they've had to throw some away. That is, that, that is a, a situation mm -hmm. that, 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 that is just ridiculous to me. And, and this is coming from ranking Border Patrol agents that I, that I constantly talk to out on the field. It, it's... it's, it's utterly disgusting and this literally is America last and 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 I think especially when it comes to this you we've even seen a lot of the Democrats even coming out along the border coming out and eating criticizing resident Biden and the Biden regime including in Austin you know uh, because th this is an issue and a topic that both Democrats and Republicans used to be able to agree on because it's common sense for so many reasons. And the, the communities that it hurts, of course it hurts those, those fellow Texans and Americans that are living directly on the border. Uh, but then after that, it hurts the minority communities. It hurts the most impoverished communities, the homeless, the veterans, you know, I mean, like, and we've seen it. We, we just when we were down there just recently again in the RGB area, we were standing outside of Catholic Charities they're packed full inside, giving those resources, giving them free tickets. And yet there's a homeless guy passed out on the corner. Um, With not even a sandwich. Nothing, nothing at all. And 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 this is going to continue. And I think it's just, you know, it's funny because I saw uh, in, in New York City, they're saying that those that are staying in Hell's Kitchen, that they're, um, they're upset because they don't have, you know, there's no heat. It's really cold. Okay, I get it. I get it. At least you have, and then at one point it says, oh, well, at least we have a roof overhead. Yeah. I wonder how many homeless veterans would be dying to have a roof over their head and to have 
spicy food or to maybe not have the heat be able to turn on. I get that it's cold, but damn it to hell. We have a lot of homeless people, including veterans that have fought for this country that have zero. And then we have those with actual credible claims of asylum. We have those who are trying to get here the legal way, who are paying the money, who are waiting their time as they should, that they get pushed back to the end of the line time and time it happened under obama it's happening again you said something on one of your recent interviews i can't remember which one where you were like i have not met a legal an, a, a legal migrant that is happy about this i i can say i haven't met one either they're living mm -hmm. if anything they they get so emotional with tears in their eyes because they're like we 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 did it the right way like and you're just we we value this country absolutely listen listen when, when, when this is this is an invasion okay when when you have a, a individual that comes here earns its citizenship down here and 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 it's their right to be here they go through a legal process that is a very time consuming it is a financial burden on the family but at the end of the day america is about sacrifice and hard work and being able to come out ahead and these people come a lot of these legal migrants come they have to educate themselves on basic english meaning they want to assimilate assimilate they end up take they swear an oath to our flag they they recite the, the the pledge of allegiance. They learn basic history on what the stripes signify, what the star signifies on the Most flag. Of them know more history about and at the end, and at the end of the and at the end of the celebration, they earn the right to have their diploma, their citizenship, and they wave their flag. And then we all come and congratulate and say, "Welcome to this country, my brother American, my br American sister, my American brother. Welcome." You know, it's all good. What we're seeing right now is little less than an invasion. These people are coming in here. They're singing their anthem. They're waving their flags. They're disrespecting throwing their trash. I'm just going to be blatantly honest with you. I've gotten uh, really, really involved with the Venezuelan community and the Venezuelan migrants, the legal migrants who are here in, in the United States of America are so against the open border, the illegality, because they see all of the criminals on their TikTok, on their uh, Instagram, on the social media that are now on their way. And a lot of them are already here. They've already infiltrated. They're here in New York. They're here in Chicago. They're here in Miami. They are here. And the same people that these Venezuelan families fled from are down here to wreak havoc on their sanctuary, basically. So I'm seeing a huge divide amongst the Venezuelan community because you do have those activists, you do have those uh, travel agents with large accounts that even follow me on some Instagram accounts with that call themselves travel agents but are really coyotes. They're not travel agents. These individuals are gaming the most vulnerable, which are these migrants taking that, taking them for a ride simply because they know the destination, just because they know the location where the Uber needs to end up dropping them off at. They are over, they're price gouging these migrants. And unfortunately, a lot of the times they lie to them. They tell them that they're not gonna pass by the Darien Gap. They tell them that they're not gonna pass through here and they do. And they, the migrants are telling us, and you have been there with me, Gina, when the migrants tell us, they have us captive in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. They do not let us leave. They don't let us go grab chips. They don't let us go grab water. They turn off the AC. We're all on the floor. 
They don't let not let us leave. We get up on a bus, we get off on another one. It, it's it is human trafficking at the core. And what we are seeing on the U.S. southern border is a continuation of what has ha begun from their country all the way into America. We are assisting, we are aiding and abetting in the, in the largest massive transfer of humans that this country, that this world has ever seen. There is absolutely no control on our southern border. No, it's facilitated and encouraged by our federal government. Um, I, I do believe that the states could do more. I think that, God willing, if Carrie Lake gets in, that she will do more. And, and you know, that's the thing, too, is that one of the things when I first started going down there to the border almost two years ago, I was angry and I had every right to be. But one of the things that I very quickly started picking up on and noticing as we went from I went to Laredo, to the Del Rio sector and everywhere else is I actually started listening and you could hear on how they are incentivized to come. I've heard them and we, we were there with a, a big group of us were there at the time when I had heard about like these info type commercials that are being played, uh, you know, in Central and South America, telling them where to go, what they're going to receive when they get here. Of course, the coyotes have uh, they use social media come come now this is what you're going to get it's going to be great it is the land of milk and honey and look at all this stuff look they these are reason these are not stupid people they're told we're going to you're going to get all of these things we're going to accept you you're going to be welcomed everything else okay why wouldn't they go is it right no absolutely not but a lot of them are told lies they're incentivized to come and then you hear the horrific stories that they've encountered along the way. Uh, one of the, 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 the time that we were there together as like a big group down there in Roma La Jolla and that, that girl, that lady comes over with that infant, that little itty bitty baby that was just still, I thought my heart just sank. I thought the child was dead. Um, and, and she goes on and it was very, I wanted to punch her, throat punch her because she was like, I wanted to come here for a better life for me. It wasn't like for my child. I was just like, Oh, what is wrong with you? You know, but then she, they, they go in to tell us about the infomercial. She went in to go into detail on how she was shoved into the back of a semis of different semis. And then they all started talking about the warehouses. And when we were just down there in Roman La Jolla again with Maria um, and several others. And then when you were just over there in Arizona, they're still talking about these, like almost two years later, they're still talking about these warehouses. Um, and, and they're just all thrown in there together. And that's where a lot of them get raped. That's where like these children are thrown in there. I mean, these children have no, the children that we encountered in, in, in La Jolla, um, Jocelyn, have no control over what is happening to them. They are literally, they went into great detail on how they were told, on how they were told you're going to the United States. As long as you go to the United States, we're going to pay your way by these women, these, these women that were helping them, quote unquote. A lot of them had no idea who their sponsors were. They, they mm -hmm. had numbers, but they maybe, they didn't even know, like the one girl, um, she never even met her father. You know, uh, and, and and several of them that they were like, oh, I'm going. I, I kind of it's 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 my mom's brother or it's my brother. Or it's my uncle, and uh, I've never never met, met him before. Like, you've never been with him, and you're going over there, and they're like, yeah, like 
it's it's all lies. These kids are coached. You saw how many they changed their story. They flip flop back and back, back and forth. They are scared for their lives. I'm they have no idea up. where they're going. I want to try and pull up the one. Um, the one here it was with the the one in the yellow shirt. The one in the yellow shirt right here, I'm going to play it. And then this girl right here, 13 years old. Um, those two in particular really, really got me. Do you remember those two cases? I'm going to see if I can play some of it. And I think I'm trying to see where. They're still going to continue to come in, and they're just going to continue to chill on one way. See if I can uh, find. Here's here's this one. Let's let's. This is a 13 year old with the glasses. You remember her, right, Anthony? Mm -hmm. Yes. Traumatized. She's saying she traveled. Right. She traveled via camion. Okay. Bus. And that's our that's our other. Sister Maria, love you, Maria. Yeah, yeah. And she came alone. Her mother's in Las Vegas. She's 14 years old, and her dad stayed in Los Angeles and told her to come. And it took her 32 days to get here. She's like, oh, yeah, she's longer than everybody else. Mute yourself, Sheena. Yeah. Um, 11 days. 11 days in one same, in one same, in one Tú estuviste en una de las bodegas en la cual no los de... Hold on, guys. Tú estabas en una de las bodegas en las cual no los de... So that right there, the bodegas, that's where she's talking about the warehouse. I just wanted to pause that real quick. I'll let it play for a few more seconds. Okay. ¿Dejaban salir también? ¿En ninguna lo dejaban salir? ¿Cuál es la memoria? ¿Cuál es la memoria? Más vida o la que nunca te va a olvidar de esta experiencia. Lo, lo, es, es importante para que la gente sepa y nosotros poder entender la situación en la que ustedes pasan, ¿verdad? Aunque sea un poco difícil. ¿Qué es lo que tú te llevas de memoria o lo que nunca se te va a olvidar de esta experiencia? Estuvo muy duro. Mejor ni hablar. She is just like she's traumatized. You can see the trauma in her eyes. Her her soul is lost at that point, and, and it's 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 hard sometimes to to sit there and try to conduct these interviews. And 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 you know sometimes you just want to reach out and give them a hug, but you just don't know the situation. You don't know if you're gonna be deemed like a pervert, or you don't know. If, they're gonna like, yeah, you're assaulting them. Don't touch them. So it's like, it's really hard. But you could just tell in in the way that she's answering, and and she did in fact say, in none of the warehouses do they allow us to leave or step out of. Mm -hmm. That is a clear indication, and we've been hammering on on this for 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 going on two years now, mm -hmm. and the media will not pick up on it. There is a direct pipeline that is bringing these people and throwing them like animals 
in cages. You want to talk about kids and animal? You want to talk about kids in cages? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about these kids that are being thrown in cages on the other side of the wall. Let's talk about all these kids that are being thrown into into situations, into cargo trailers with lack of air, lack of oxygen, lack of water, nutrition. You want to talk about uh, about that? Let, let's talk about that. That is that that's something I can get behind. AOC. Let's mm -hmm. talk about those kids in cages down there. They're mm -hmm. in the warehouse. They're actually bodegas. They're not kids in cages. Those are bodegas, and those are run by the cartel, sweetheart. Yep. And 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 then this one over here, the one, um, well, the one that that I closed it out accidentally, but the one in the yellow shirt, ten years old, um, traveling all these these days. She was like she she barely talked. She barely spoke. She was very several of them had similar stories. You could tell that the older ones in particular, uh, one of the older girls in particular was very coached um, and very, but all of them have the same look scared. I think the ages range pretty much from about seven to 17 years old, all unaccompanied, most of them. There was all, I think like three that were there with their mother. Um, all the other 20 something of them were, were by themselves, traveled literally through countries by themselves um many of them having stories of being assaulted abused um some of the women had the same thing they were talking about the same thing um none of them had their i don't want to it's not identification the paper from inm um which that's the, also so, so, talk about a lot can you talk on that right so basically when the migrants are coming into the United States from Mexico, uh, one of the best ways for us to be able to recognize or to acknowledge or to to see if they actually uh, are being trafficked or if they actually checked in with INAMI in Mexico. INAMI is basically like the Border Patrol or the Immigration Center in Mexico, in which if they were to have entered Mexico legally and lawfully, the country of Mexico would have issued them a permit. Uh, this permit we've seen range from anywhere from seven to 14 to 60 to 90 days. What this permit is basically, it allows the migrant to transit through the country of Mexico up to the southern border. It has an expiration date on there purposely because of the remaining Mexico policy or because of any possible deportations made by the U.S., if these people obtain this document and the document expires, if they make it to the U.S. southern border and they, in fact, are to be deported, they cannot no, they can no longer be deported back to Mexico. The United States then becomes responsible for these individuals or then must deport them back to their country of origin. So Mexico did this with basically dropping a hot potato on our lap to, to rid themselves of the people that are coming into their country, giving them a time frame in which they know the migrants are going to hurry and try to push their way into the southern uh, border of the United States, that it was done with the total intent of getting these people out of Mexico. Because if they get caught, might I add, if they get caught in Mexico with this permit expired, then Mexico deports them. 
And, and so real quick, guys, you were tuning in. I know we're almost going 50 minutes long. This is going to be a longer show, guys. So we, we've got a lot to cover. Um, and it's, it's, it's been a while. So you, you haven't had to hear me for, for a minute yet, for a minute, for a while. So anyways, <laughs> guys, you're listening to Sheena Rodriguez uh, with the Secure the Border podcast. And I have my brother with me, Anthony Aguero. Um, we're here talking about a lot. We're, we're, I, I, wanna, I think this is also a good segue then into going... Well, you know what? I want to touch on the Jocelyn story because that case was different. And I, I know that, that there was an article uh, written by the Texas scorecard about it, but it really barely like doesn't even really scratch the surface. I know the group that we were out there with, um, there a lot of, this was a lot of them the first time that they had ever encountered. And these are veterans. These are combat veterans and they're, they were, beside themselves mm -hmm. um and, and it was very emotional um it never gets easier i don't know how you've done this for so long i i, I say that um i really don't i mean i mean that because I, I i feel like i know i've aged over the last two years um and it's hard and um but i want to touch on the jocelyn story because her story the way that we encountered her and the way um, the the situation. Um, I wouldn't call it an encounter. Yeah. I'd, no. say, I'd say the way we rescued her. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And, and you know what? I, we went down there for a purpose. We were down there um, on a mission. I mean, we're not that cool, but I mean, for lack of better words on a mission, we were there for a specific purpose. Um and, you know, I, I really thought after, the, especially that night, you know, the night before talking to these 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 kids. And this was one of the reasons why I wanted to go back down there to Roma and La Jolla was because of the unaccompanied minors that have been coming. They're coming over in other areas, too. But we were looking for certain things. And um, I knew after. I knew after the Jocelyn thing happened, um, that was a God thing. We were meant to be there at that time there uh, for that reason. Um, go ahead and share a little bit um, of what, you know what? I'm going to play a little bit of the intro. I have the video. I want to do that. And then I want to share a little bit of, or I would, I would like for you to share a little bit of what you remember. Um, and then I can share what, what, what we experienced on the other side, but I want to go ahead and play a little bit of it. Because sweet Jocelyn, I mean, that was um, that was an experience. I'm just gonna go ahead and play it real quick, at least for a little bit. See, she understands English you feel like and believes they speak false. Mm -hmm. Not that, yeah. but I'm scared because, like, I got separated from my mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What What happened when they separated you from your mom? Did they did they force you guys to separate? So they took you guys in two separate vehicles? Yeah. Who and because of the people that were helping transport you to get to the border? 
I'm not sure who they are. I just. But I mean, who who are they? Like there was a group a group of people helping you to come to the border that were helping you travel. But my mom just told me that we were coming, so mm -hmm. I came with her. I'm not really sure she knows much more than I do. Okay, but I'm saying the people that separated you. Were they the same they people? They were guiding you, like telling you where to, which way to go, and they were bringing you to the border, bringing you all of you to get to the border. Or were they people that you hadn't seen before? Tu cruzaste sola? Okay, what you, you, we were separated into two separate areas. Prior to this, we had already had an encounter with uh with some different groups and with um a coyote who was taunting us you can't right me um and and we're in this other area and your group so for those for those of y'all i just want to give you guys an idea she knows out there really in the deep in the on the riverbank to the point we had these coyotes yelling at us taunting us you who you can't see me but i'm talking like it was like out of a cartoon scene and i'm sorry we gotta laugh a little bit Sheena. it was pretty funny uh they were taunting us they knew we were there and they were hiding in the brush as they are working trafficking people they are playing cat and mouse game with us playing literally taunting us like you can't see me or I can see you and we're walking and they are just, they are all out there. They, they own that. They own that. Literally they run all of that. So when we step foot on there, we're on their turf. They're watching us. They're at the points where they know exactly who's coming in, where they're coming from and everything. And so uh, prior to that video that you guys just saw there, uh, Sheena and, and, and the, and, and some others, from the group stayed back uh, as as myself and others worked our way up upstream. And as we are walking, unfortunately, I lost signal. I was documenting and I seen a little flashlight, a little cell phone flashlight at me. And I said, hey, who are you? And I start walking over there and it's this little girl and the little girl continued looking back looking back but at the at the moment it didn't it didn't click it didn't register uh all i all i could focus was on her because she was by herself think about it a 13 year old little girl i think she was 12 13 years old she's 13 yeah mm -hmm. and 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 to be out there like that and so later on we come to find out that there was an actual group that crossed either with her or right after her and we can only i i can't say i know for certain but from our experience down there and how they use other people to divert for other people or they or they sacrifice one to get all of these across or they sacrifice a whole group to tie up border patrol to then get this one across which 
seems to be what that is most likely. This little girl was not meant to have gone with this group that was going to turn itself in to Border Patrol. This little girl was on a different path, getting set, getting ready to get picked up by somebody else, possibly more sinister situation. And, and I'm glad we were able to be there. And, and for, 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 to, to piggyback out what you said earlier, that you said we were meant to be there. How out of all the places that we visited up and down, up and down for hours, there's no coincidence. No, there's not. Not at all. God and literally used us as his vessel. Yeah, it was to crazy. To intercept for that child's life. And, and, and I walk away with that memory and it's been probably going on two weeks now and it's still vivid in my mind and that situation just replays and replays like it's just on replay in my mind consistently throughout the day and I'm like thank you God thank you you literally put us there and and you used us literally put us there out of all the places in the river this isn't like we just found this little girl on the side of the road yeah yeah, yeah. I, this it, isn't like we were just found her at a gas picture. station guys like we were deep we were about a mile and a half walking through the river through rummage like we were at a location where only our father god could have guided us mm -hmm. to there at that moment and i'm getting the chills because i'm not like this big Bible thumper, like super spiritual person, but there's no other explanation to me other than God led us there for that moment at that day and time. For her. For her. For her. Because we 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 had just also been like, and and this is one of the Roma and La Jolla particularly too are. There, there's a lot of danger. Yes, every place along the border is very dangerous for several different reasons. This is next level. Um, I had just spoken to Jason uh, Jones. We were at a, a thing right before, um, actually out there in Fredericksburg Tea Party. And he was like, um, just be careful because they were just shooting two days ago. The media never reports it, right? This is a very dangerous cartel that operate over there. You, you, you're it's it's bad as a matter of fact you remember the tent spike that was i i actually ground? i actually picked up the signage from the humvee that came up off of it where it says to put on your seatbelt. it looked like the like the national guard just picked up and left Tense in the area in, in the area in which we were at and then we still went deeper down we Still went deeper down, probably about a half a mile down, where we find this little girl by herself. And and we there was it was it was a you know just like Anthony said you had you, you, they send different things they'll send a group here to overwhelm so they can spend send the special interest aliens or the drugs or something else in a different spot or That's big money aliens that usually would not have. A, 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 a political asylum. They send a mass group of, of asylum seekers, people that do qualify, and down the street, they'll send a, a group of like 20 that paid like 20, 30 grand to get smuggled across. Yep. And so you have these diversionary tactics. And what happened that night 
Um, we had just encountered a group. I want to say on for for lack of better, it was it's we were traveling forever that night uh, on foot. It was really rough. It was like we were threatened to be arrested and everything it was so bad. Uh, it was I mean not bad. It's usual, but I say that because there was a group on this side that oh that was taking care that it was National Guard that was taking like down that way miles that way. Then there was a group that was sent. The one that was more than likely sent at the same time or whatever it was with Jocelyn, um, overwhelming border patrol on this side. And we happen to be kind of sort of in the middle. At least that's what it felt like uh, in the middle between these two. So you have these two groups on these two sides and you send over a 13 year old girl who mind you, mind you is bilingual, exotic, beautiful from Belize. You told, you took her away from her mother they forcefully, we were there with her for quite some time uh, because it was so far away. There was no border patrol in this area. There was no border patrol in this area. There was no national guard. There was nobody coming in this area. And of course that's the area that we had to be in. Um, and, and, and then you send this girl um, who you, they take and forcefully separate. Her experience was vastly different. She does not talk about, we spent quite some time with her. Um, she does not talk about being put into the, um, the, the bodegas, right? Because that's where a lot of these girls encountered being raped at. And I want to say all of this so that people can put it together. Okay. She doesn't experience the same thing. She tells us on how there is another woman who's with her that takes, that gives her the food. Uh, she tells us on how she's put on different buses and cars. She's taken away from her mother and her three brothers. They separate all of them. And then they, but bring, see, her but they, they bring her all the way up here right before right before so the little girl comes calm she's like i'm with my mom it's all good it's all good it's all good it's all good they're promising them all all of you guys are coming all of you guys are all good they separated this little girl and we literally rescued her from being trafficked into the united states illegally and being picked up by smugglers because that's exactly what had happened we were in the two separate areas thank goodness we had a team with us maria and i were with her and with some of the guards uh, by guards, I mean the security team that was with us. And we heard cars rolling up. It was not Border Patrol. It was not National Guard. It was not the Texas Guard. But there was a black dot vehicle that after after about, and I have to go look at the timestamps, but I would say we were out there for a while. Um, I, I would have to say at least 20 minutes um, after you know, you encountered her and we brought her to, we, we got her there. We brought her up higher up. Um, she was petrified, calmed her down. She um, still walked with us for yeah. close to two miles by yeah. herself in the dark guys. We, I, I'm trying to make this clear to you guys that any child, had we not been out there would have been snagged up by a more nefarious individuals and yes. be taken to God knows who, God knows where, or what could have because happened. Because she was kept untouched. Why? Because virgins carry a higher price tag. This is the thing. Sex trafficking is real. It has always gone over both sides of our border. That is one of the main reasons why I've gotten involved in it. This is not anything new. This is not anything new. This is not a conspiracy theory either. This girl who was exotic, bilingual, had was treated differently. And by treated differently, I don't mean that like, oh, she was someone, she is very special. 
She has an angel that has been watching over her. Okay. But let me tell you, they kept her separate for her higher price tag. There was a car that rolled up, blacked out. That was meant to pick her up. Okay. I, you cannot convince me any differently after everything that we experienced. And this is hers. I took it off her. And when we were sitting with her, her number was 3120. When we were sitting with her, I told her, I said, you don't need this anymore. You don't need this anymore. You're here now and you're safe. And we brought, when we brought her up, do you remember Anthony? After we tracked back that long track back and we brought her up to the, we finally got up to the, the ridge where the two national guardsmen were two miles up the road. Okay. And what was their response? We said, this is, it. I literally have the videotape said, this is it. This is like, we found her. And they were like, wait, by herself. Yep. That's never happened that they've, that they have encountered. And we said, well, where is she from? Belize? Well, they don't really get very many people from Belize in that area. So you said this is an area where they send unaccompanied minors all the time in groups. But this one, this one is sent separately. Why? From Belize. Why? You know why. And had we not been there... I can't even imagine. I can't even yeah. imagine. And we stayed with her. We walked with her. We had to go walk with the guardsmen and with her, the whole team. We were not going to leave. I, Maria and I, we were not going to leave her with men because everyone else, we love you guys. We love you men. But this girl was petrified. And we were not going to leave her with more strange men that she did not know. We mm -hmm. stayed with her, and when they told us that there was another group, we walked down there, how however long that was, and we stayed with her until we watched them put her in the back with the other group of the border. I mean, and we we prayed for her, like we prayed for the other children. But you know, and 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 going back to just real quick, those who say like, oh, we're just gonna like go and take the law into our own hands, you're risking putting innocent children like jocelyn this is what we're fighting for is to make this exploitation stop if people want to help any of these individuals they need to help by reaching out because something that i feel we are there's nothing that's going to stop this anytime soon nothing you can you, you can turn yourself purple hold your breath as long as you want and there's nothing or no one that's going to stop this right now so we need to think thoroughly and we need to operate logistically. What do I mean by that? These people are gonna continue to come in. We need to teach them American values. We need to teach them American language. We need to teach them to assimilate. A lot of people are gonna be, oh, I don't wanna do that. Oh, they're here illegal. Okay, what do you suggest? You wanna sit there with your arms crossed and keep pouting and see them continue to come in in massive crowds and continue aligning themselves with the left, with the liberals, with the people that are trying to turn them or keep them as a dependent class. No, you have to be out there. We've got to be out there. We've got to be proactive. Us being upset and, and just being a ball of anger and oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not. it's not going to get us anywhere. We might as well take it for what it is try to get these people on our side. I was out there last week and I, I 
talk to them in Spanish. I said, aside from what you guys might be hearing on, on, on the mainstream media, I said, President Trump was not racist. I said, imagine it was your country and you see a bunch of Americans coming over there and a lot of them are criminals. Would you guys want to protect your country? And they said, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I talked to them probably for about 45 minutes on end in Spanish. And they were just like, boom, getting it, getting it, getting it. And I was honest with them. And let's just be honest. A lot of these people are not going to be deported, Sheena. They're no. not going to be deported. So no. I was just being real. I was just kicking facts. I was just being me telling them, look, you guys are pretty much going to be bringing in the next generation of American citizens. It's going to fall on you guys to help us keep this country uh, I, I, free and free from the leftist powers that have forced you out of your country. I said, because these leftist powers that forced you and your family out are now operating here in this country. And I always use the tagline, what would you tell these American citizens who have been brought up with a silver spoon in their mouth that don't know squat about communism? What would you tell them for those that want to bring communism into the United States? You know, oddly enough, Sheena, the answer is always no. Mm -hmm. Or hell no. And, and after connecting with them, I, you know, it's uh let's go Brandon. We literally did that again just recently. That's just the greatest thing. And you know, you, you, you just also just touched on something. It's not going in anytime soon. Like for those who need a quick refresher, this started actually the big caravans. And I want to segue this into, you know, uh, and, and save a little bit of time. And I'm all about the action items. I've literally been traveling. I'm going to be uh, in the Hill Country again soon. I'm going to be in Amarillo, giving the ways that people can become the watchdog, can start taking action and become active and engaged and involved on their city, county, and, of course, the state level, uh, because the federal level, forget about it at this point, okay? Because there is a lot of things that you can do. We're all about the action items to try to stop this as much as we can, to try to discourage it. Um, and hopefully, you know, we've got the elections coming up in November. Um, it's coming around the corner. Hopefully we can flip the Senate or, you know, get it back control of that in the House to try to buffer this as much as we can. But there, there's and we're putting the pressure on the state level. Like there's a lot that people can do. Um, but on the other side of this. And the, that, that's also why I started off this conversation like I did, where we're addressing this going, man, if you think this is as bad as it's going to get, buckle up, buttercup, because it's only going to get worse. And, 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 and if we do not think rationally, uh, they, the other, the left will win. Like we will lose uh, everything and the left will win. And I want to talk and kind of segue into the global compact of migration, because you guys, by you guys, I mean, Border Network News, you and Oscar Blue, um, you guys have been harping about this for quite some time. We saw the really, like the caravans really happen under President Trump. And for those who might hear and think, uh, you know, I hear Anthony say uh, that you covered this for the last five years. Though. Well, why? Because everybody thinks, yeah, there was actually a lot of people that came in. President Trump's policies uh, took a lot a while, but man, he pretty much shut it down. At, but it took a while to get to that point. Prior to that, you look at the stats. It was skyrocketing and it wasn't because he wasn't trying to stop it. He didn't re he was going, what the hell is going on? What happened? And as, and for those, I'm going to be putting up the receipts, right? Uh, for those who want to sit there and go conspiracy theory. Nope. I'm going to show you as Anthony talks about it, 
what is when you say that this is not going to get any better anytime soon like we've got a lot more coming weeks we also talked about el paso and those numbers expected to rise we're getting hammered on every side what is the global uh the global compact of migration if i'm saying it right what is that uh what does it mean when did it start take it over and as you're talking i'm going to be throwing some stuff up what is it exactly what what is that okay so during the obama tenure we did receive a vast surge of migrants as well even prior to president trump when president trump took office people could not understand why if we had such a staunch uh uh president on on border security why it would be that we would be receiving these caravans right the term caravan did not really come about or people did not really focus or pay attention to the term caravan until president trump was actual president what happened was months before or barack hussein obama left the white house he went to a meeting in new york city in which he the media did not cover it it was very very hush hush very few people knew about it he went to new york and signed up the country into what's called the global compact of migration the global compact of migration consists of about 150 some other countries in which you basically have an open border policy amongst these countries, a friendly open border policy, which is supposed to be uh, a, a legit migration, you know, uh, specifically, calmly documented, all, all that stuff, right? But we're not seeing it happen like that. So before Barack Obama left office, he went and signed us up to the Global Compact of Migration. Enrique Peña Nieto, the ex-president of Mexico, before he left office, he did the same thing to Mexico. So when President Trump takes over office, he's got this hot potato in his hand and he's like, I don't know what the hell to do with it. So he puts out a memoir in 2017 and he says the United States will not be signing back into the global compact of migration. Although we are set to rejoin come 2018, the United nobody does more for my for migrants in the United States, but this just doesn't line up with my policy and that of the country. Basically, is what he said. And so, in 2018, President Trump rejected signing the country back into the Global Compact, but unfortunately, Mexico. And uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, AMLO, signed Mexico back into the Global Compact of Migration, therefore forcing the Mexican southern border to remain open to allow these people to catapult themselves across Mexico onto the southern U.S. border. Mexico is playing by the rules. They are a part of the global compact of migration. What we should also bring to the table is let these migrants know that they also have the possibility of going to Canada. Canada is also a, a country that is part of the global compact for migration. And if they're already in New York, heck, keep on going. Start sending them off to... It's not that much further. <laughs> 
Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and pull up. So that was actually from that website that I pulled up was from the UN. Uh, mm -hmm. And now I'm going to show this right here from the US Department of State, uh, the Global Compact. And, and this is also where you're talking about um, safe and orderly. Yep. And this is signed by President Biden and Kemala. Um, and what's interesting. So, here so sorry, I completely left out. Fast forward up to last December, Oscar Ramirez, a.k.a. Oscar Blue and myself were talking and we said, shoot, this feels like we're back in the global compact. And, and it had slipped our mind. But then we go and check and resident Biden actually signed us back into the global compact of migration last December. Yep, the Biden-Harris administration is committed to safe, orderly, and humane migration around the world, including the United States. Um, and that's what I think, you know, it's um, like you can't make this stuff up. I, when you guys first, when, when you guys were talking about this, uh, more recently saying exactly that, like when you guys started saying this seems similar, I remember we had a few conversations, you know, like, I'm going to look it up, I'm going to look it up. And sure enough, there it was um, where they resigned it. But I want to I want to scroll down here really quick because I read this a while back. And when we were, we were getting when we were getting ready for tonight, I was like, I'm going to go back and find it. Uh, this right here, the GCM reaffirms the sovereign right of states to determine their national migration policy and to govern migration within their jurisdiction in conformity with international law. They also uh, critically recognize that international migration is an inherent transitional phenomenon that no state can or should address alone. The reason why I say this right here is because it actually talks about the sovereign right of the states. Now, it may not mean a whole, a whole bunch, but resident Biden, even if you look at this, it's more of a quote unquote suggestion that the like basically it's like a friendly agreement, right? Like what you're talking about. Like they're 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 like, yep, we're gonna sign on to this. But behind the scenes, we're seeing and we're living in real time the behind the scenes of this friendly agreement, uh, this friendly worldwide agreement. When we say that the world is coming through our border, literally there's 193 uh countries that have signed on to this according to the UN's website. How many countries have crossed over our borders since President Biden took office? And and listen, I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, there mm -hmm. has been a whistleblower allegedly that claims that this is not gonna stop until there's a hundred million uh, migrants that cross our southern border. Now, oddly enough, I went back and I looked, and there is an article that was put out through the United Nations website in which they are saying that a record hundred million people are going to be forcibly displaced worldwide. And if you look at what's happening today in Ghana, and if you look at what's happening in these countries around that area, I invite all of you guys, this is not a conspiracy theory, look into HARP, H-A-A-R-P. This is what's causing a lot of disasters around the world, and it's not a conspiracy theory. It's nothing new. There are There is paperwork from the 60s and 70s of weather modification. This is old technology. People neglect to talk about this. I might sound crazy to a lot of you guys that might not be 
too familiar or very well versed in the way that your government works. But if you are one of these individuals who is open minded and want to actually learn more about what is happening and how your government is running things, you have to get familiar with HARP. H dot A dot R dot P dot HARP. You guys need to do some research and you guys need to familiarize yourself with this because this is part of the global agenda. They are using tragedies around the world into global disasters to reign in their agenda. So you guys, we, we have to be educated on all four fronts, on all levels, on all of this. So thank you, Sheena. Mm -hmm. No, I'm right there. Hold on, I'm trying to find my way back. I was trying to pull it up, but yeah, yeah. Like you guys can definitely try and search all of that up. I know exactly, as a matter of fact, that actually started in China. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and look, listen, in the Rio Grande area, there are these weather modification balls that you see off of the highway. So you're like, what the hell is that? And it looks like a big white dome. I know you have seen them. Mm -hmm. Those are weather Remember modification we had, balls. Uh, a long time ago, we were all down there uh, with Maria and stuff, and we were both like, what is that? Yeah, those, those are weather modification. Ironically, not too far away from um, the solar farms and not too far away either from the wind farms as well that were down there in that area. But, you know, I mean, it's all just conspiracy theories. Yeah, so. you, it's just a coincidence. Just, just, just like the UN, like the Global Compact of Migration, all that's just conspiracy theory. Just disregard it. <laughs> and I think what's funny, too, is that if you look it up, uh, there's even one that I and I thought that I had it pulled up, but I guess I don't. Um, Oh, wait, wait, maybe it is where it literally says that this is part of the 2030 agenda. You remember mm -hmm. when people didn't even want to accept the 2030 agenda? You're just a conspiracy theorist. Look up the global compact of migration. And I, if I had the time, look up, look up the 2050 agenda. <laughs> it gets better, but wait. Oh, man. They're the super regions, FEMA regions. They're dividing us all. You guys, man, I could go off. And, and you know what? And I think that that's the other thing. And I think we'll just totally kind of close it out here with a bang. I think that's the other thing that's really frustrating for me is that I began to realize pretty quickly um, this is much bigger even than just this country. This is happening. What we're seeing here is happening all over the world. Um, and that's why I'm like, guys, we have to be rational. We have to be better. We are on the side of righteousness. We are on the, uh, on all, we are on the right side, but guys, we are dealing with things. We are just now scratching the surface and we are dealing with things far bigger than, than most people can comprehend in a, an hour and 20 minute show. Um, or even in the last two years, this has been in play for quite some time. So those who think that they're just going to show up down there and, and, and become, you know, and I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. I could, I, I can't believe that he literally quoted that part. I was like, yeah, Batman. Okay. Real quick. If you look on my, 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 actually my little phone calls me Batman. Cause that's my favorite DC can't, you know, characters. So secretly Batman is my superhero, but it's not real life. And I say that in the sense of, look, when the shit hits the fan, and I can say that because this is my show, when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to be ready, but we're not there yet. And I'm going to try, Anthony's going to try, so many others 
are literally trying everything we can because this is much bigger than us. This is much bigger, and I love my Texas, than just Texas. This is much bigger than the United States. This is happening worldwide, not just, and it's not just the border. It's the, you know, pandemic. It's the elections. Guys, like, get, get beyond just the scope of Texas. Don't think that you're going to make that big of a difference strapping on and starting to incite violence. Uh, it's not the answer. And it's, and if anything, you're going to fast track it for the other side. I know people have, they, they were, were passionate. We're angry. We should be, but you're just now starting to join this fight. We need you. There's things that you can do. And one of the things that I want to call for as an action item, I would love to see the state of Texas come out and publicly say, we're not a part of this global compact of migration. I just read to you guys where it says the sovereign states. That's one of the things that we're talking about with the declaration of invasion, right? Um, is going back to state sovereignty, go back to the very local levels, come out publicly. Let, let's let heck even let's just have the counties, you know, and then and, and we'll put it on. Let's have the, the different states. We're not part of this. Resident Biden and Mayorkas might be. We're not. We didn't sign up for this because I didn't vote for it. Did you? I didn't vote for the global compact of migration. I didn't vote to give billions of dollars for Ukraine either. Right. So uh, anyways, I, I, I hope that we covered. I think we covered pretty much everything we set out to cover tonight. Yes, we did. Pretty much. Where can people and where can they go find your latest Let's Go Brandon video? Uh, where can they find you? on <laughs> That one videos? That one is actually on our YouTube channel. You can go to Anthony Aguero Live on YouTube. Uh, but you can always find me right here on Getter, Real Anthony. I'm trying to work something out with them so that I can start broadcasting consistently without being my my the the service interrupted or none of that we just kind of work out some logistics but uh nonetheless go together i'm always posting updates pictures content for you guys stop with the stockholm syndrome get off of facebook give up on twitter start growing your getter why do you want to be somewhere where you're not wanted where you're being shadow banned where you're getting watered down information where you're where your news is curated according to the liberals you don't want that you're missing out on open source information on raw video on raw information on getter go to getter download getter mm -hmm. um we're also on the alliance for safe texas is also on getter uh mm -hmm. i love it uh, that's why i say to you we you go we go live on there too you go live on there oscar goes live on there uh several people go live it's it's the same thing it's so much better I know that, it's that uh, they, they now added like an Instagram feature. The reels, you, could, right? you could do reels. You could do all sorts of, they got little filters. Like and it's messaging. a one-stop shop. Yeah. They got messaging, messaging now. Messaging it's a one-stop shop. Yeah. It's a one-stop shop. So shout out to Getter and, and to Jason Miller as well. Thank you. I got Thank my first, I got my first PM on Getter and I was like, what is this? I was afraid to open it. I'm like, <laughs> what am I? It's, I was, I got, then I was like, I, I don't know. I got all excited. I mean, it's the same kind of thing as like Facebook Messenger, but like not. And I was just, listen. I was I've been on I've been on Getter probably less than two years, mm -hmm. and and I already have a bigger following on Getter than I have on Twitter. And I've been on Twitter probably yeah. like five six years. Todd, Todd um, said the same thing. Literally said the same thing. 
-hmm. Yeah. So listen, when you go live on there, your message is getting out. You're not being censored. So once again, shout out to Jason Miller, Jason DC. Thank you. Thank you. Get her fan. And thank you, Sheena, for having me on here tonight as well. Anything else you want to, and actually we'll, um, I'll see you here in about another week and a half or so. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Oh I'm yeah. Excited. Oh yeah. I, I um, it, it's looking like, uh, you know, we were confirmed, uh, but I don't want to get, I still don't want to get too excited. I'm not going to say everything, but I'm finally, it looks like I'm finally going to be able to get down there to Arizona today. Like I've been to Arizona, right? I uh, heck you remember we were all down there. Um, gosh, for the protest a long time ago, it feels like forever ago, but now this is going to be my first time to the Arizona border. Um, all right. I'm excited. Yes, I, and, uh, we might have a little treat. We might, we might, we might have a little treat for people. Um, I'm excited about that. So that's right. So we'll get there. It'll be good. It'll be fine. Y'all It'll stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. Yes. Keep it, keep yes. it locked. Keep it locked. <laughs> so, well, I, I really appreciate it. Real quick it. before we go, please, uh, please. if you guys please follow us on Border Network News on Getter as Border Network, uh, follow Oscar El Blue as Oscar El Blue on Getter as well. And uh, follow yours truly at Real Anthony right here. Where is it? Right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and also, right. if people want to support you because you guys are independent journalists, if people want to support you, where can they also support you? Uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys can go to giftsandgo.com forward slash border network news, uh, Cash App, PayPal. These big tech companies are literally at war with a guy with a cell phone that's just trying to bring you guys the news. They listen for a big company like PayPal to come down on a little guy like me. I'm not Fox news. I'm not CNN, but I, I, I solely rely on all you good folks to try to keep me there and, and keep pushing for the truth and bring you guys the best coverage on the border possible. So thank you guys for, for having me on tonight. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anthony. And I just thank you to Pamela. I know Pamela's on here. Let me check the comments. She's been in there. We love you, Pamela. She's been a huge fan of yours, Anthony, and of Oscars for a really long time. Uh, Pamela, I love you. I know Carrie's also been really at the front line. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you guys for all you do and all your help on everything. They are amazing. Pamela's been in there just helping with all the stuff. Um, Shout out to all the mods. Shout out to Ms. all the mods. Miss Lori. Miss, yes. Big thank you to the mods. Miss Lori uh, from Kamado. She's on here. We love you, Miss Lori. Mama. Uh, actually hope to get to see you guys. Miss Lori. Great yeah. to hear from you. Great to hear from you. Yes. And Send you a big hug, Miss Lori. God bless you always. And, and hopefully it looks like we might hopefully be heading down there. Maybe. Yeah. I will be seeing you in the next couple of weeks for sure. For I promise before, before winter kicks in, I'll be down there. Yes, 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 yes. And so I know that there's, there's a whole bunch of comments on here. Oh my goodness. Anyways. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for following. Um, and yeah, um, I, I'm, it was good to be back. It, I know it was a little longer, uh, but it's been good to be back and it'll be uh, an exciting few more weeks coming up soon. So anyways, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you to Oscar border network news and everything that you guys do uh, guys. Of course you guys can actually log, go to secure the border.us uh, find sign up for those emails. Although the emails that I hardly ever send, uh, you can also <laughs> donate on there as well uh, too. Um, we have of course the nonprofit Alliance for a safe Texas 
Um, and you know, we're a five. It's tax deductible. No, it's not because we're a five hundred one c four. Oh, sorry, scratch that. Could be, you know, scratch that. With all of the with all of the 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 stuff that's been happening, they will take you down in an instant if you do not follow the rules to a T. It, it is no secret that I lean heavily towards the conservative right. Uh, and so, really, like, you know what we're gonna really? I know, right, right? What about defund the media? <laughs> You're a radical. I'm I'm I'm. Aren't we all? I, I don't want to say uh, that the, the DTs are. We're all DTs, you know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So securetheborder.us, guys. Follow Anthony. Follow Oscar. Thank you guys so much for logging in. Um, and we really appreciate all the love and support and the prayers. Uh, to, shout out to Maria because I know our sister Maria will be watching tonight too. Um, so thank you guys so much. And I'm gonna go ahead and log off and make some fresh coffee. <laughs> Have a great night, everyone. Have a good night. See ya.